Hello, and welcome to the Naked Truth Teller podcast, where we share the naked truth of it all as we see it. I'm Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. We hope you've brought an open mind and your sense of humor. Get ready to feel seen, challenged, and if you're searching for truth, our hope is that you find yours while listening to us share ours, or at the very least, be entertained. We are so happy you're here and hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning, afternoon, evening. This is Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Today, we will be stripping down our top three among several different categories. And the categories are most overrated, anything, (laughs) person, place, thing that you think is overrated, Goals that you are proud of achieving in your lifetime thus far. Ways to relax and release anxiety and or tension. Your bucket list items and the hardest experiences that you are grateful for. Oh, and goals for 2023. Oh yeah, can't forget that. Right. So we'll be giving our top three for each of those categories. But before we do, let's check in. Mom, how are you doing? Yeah, well, it's been another week of having no Tony at home at night. So finally, for the first time in my life, I actually know what it's kind of like to live by myself. <laughs> so the laundry is always done. The house is always clean. I mean, it's... It's kind of nice. It, yeah. That part of really it is nice. good things about it. Yeah. It's a little lonely, um, but not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like nighttime necessarily, but I'm getting used to it. So... Yeah. Yeah, he better hope I don't get too used to it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) No reason to clean up after him when I get home. Right. Oh, no. Hallie is being bad. That's okay. So we are recording today from my basement, and the animals are down here with us. My Chanel, my Chihuahua, and my kitten, Hallie. And Hallie is naughty and getting into everything and showing off for Grandma. So if you hear a little background noise... It's either Sasquatch outside or Hallie inside. (laughs) Cousin Yeti, our Bigfoot outside. (laughs) So how about your week? Uh, My week has been fine. I don't know if I have any exciting updates. Not really. No. Um, I will just remind everyone that listens that when we share our truths, that doesn't necessarily mean that we haven't made mistakes like last time what did we talk about we talked about whether or not you should be friends with an ex Mm -hmm. and a lot of the truths that I shared were from past mistakes that I had made or experiences of my own where now I've learned like that wasn't the best way to handle it so oftentimes when I'm sharing my truth is because I have messed up in the past, sometimes multiple times <laughs> until I learned the lesson, you know? So just saying we don't have it all figured out or no, we that, don't have it all figured out. We're not experts in anything. Except, no, and we're not perfect. It's, no. you know, when we're giving our advice or our truth, it's not like, Oh, this is the best way to do it. And we've never done it, you know, yeah. wrong or, you know, we've never facts. It, it, you know, we come up with facts, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm certainly grateful. You're not friends with any of your exes. Yes, me too. Everyone should be <laughs> grateful for that. 
Well, should we start talking about Let's our do. Yeah, I'm excited. Three. I'm excited to hear what your top three are. Because yeah. this is one thing we haven't shared with each other beforehand. No, so not be a really. Shock. Although we probably know each other I, pretty I was going to say, well. I think I could probably guess pretty accurately yeah. on oh, what you Maybe that's are. what we should have done. You guess mine. And oh, <laughs> we should have. Oh. We'll find out as yeah. we go. Okay, yeah, but I think this will be fun. So let's get started. Okay, so first up is most overrated. Mom, do you want to... Oh my gosh, this kitten. Sorry. <laughs> most overrated. Mom, what are your top three most overrated? Well, the first things? one is bachelor and bachelorette parties. Oh, okay. So back in my day, it was a bachelor party. Bachelorette parties, I think, came later, which I guess shows my age. But wait, what do you mean? So it was only so the men? It, who it was only the men celebrated? had the bachelor party. Yeah, oh. because honestly, I mean, our achieving event, our crowning event was getting married. So As a woman, would, that was Yeah, it. I mean, that's all we wanted. <laughs> Men, they were giving up their bachelorhood like they were actually giving up something. So it was kind of sad for them in a way. Yeah, they needed to have a night to... One last hurrah. Get it all out. But then I guess the women decided that they also needed it. Weird. So (laughs) the really, really... And I never liked the bachelor-bachelorette party thing, I think, I ever. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the bachelor party thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But nowadays, it's a bachelor bachelorette weekend well, it's often a trip right yeah a trip yeah. a destination somewhere they're going somewhere it, it can even be i mean out of state to a warm climate somewhere glamorous <laughs> tropical erotic i don't know i think it's <laughs> pure stupid but i think just this final night or weekend of being a bachelor or bachelorette is full of drunkenness and shenanigans in a city and area that you don't know like that you aren't unfamiliar with and you're kind of leaving yourself open to a lot of things you shouldn't. Yeah. And if you're really that needy and hungry for a big, huge blowout, I kind of think maybe you're not really ready for marriage. That's a good point. I don't like it. I think it's pure stupidity, immaturity, and I think it's disrespect for your relationship. I hate it. Can you tell? I have a real strong opinion about this. That's all right. That's all right. You're entitled <laughs> to that. I also think it's a really huge expense. Not everybody in your wedding party, I mean, can afford these big trips out that's, of town. That's true. I've been in that position that, you know, before where it's like, well, I want to be supportive and I want to, you know celebrate you and show up. I know that, that, you know, my friend would be bummed if I wasn't there, but I honestly can't afford this. Well, no kidding. And then you still have the wedding and, right. the, you know, everything that goes along with that. And then there's a bridal shower also. Oh, of course, several of those. So you're buying a good three gifts and now you're expected to, your vacation, if you take vacations, like this is going to be one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and depending on where the wedding is, that might be another... <laughs> Vacation. Anyway. Yeah. I think this bachelor bachelorette thing is way overrated. I think it's not necessary and I would put a stop to it if it was up to me. Yeah. Tony okay. definitely had a bachelor party back in the day and I had my opinions about it and I told him and then I never asked. Oh really? Yeah. Everybody in my wedding party came to our house for one evening. I think it was the night before. Yeah, because we didn't do a dress rehearsal. So they just, the ladies came to my house. We kind of sat and chilled and talked Mm -hmm. and laughed and Mm -hmm. had some food and went to bed and got rested. What a thought. 
while the men came still a little bit drunk from the night before, not feeling so well, looking pretty crappy. But whatever. <sighs> Can you tell what my opinion is on this? <laughs> it makes sense why you have the opinion that you do. <laughs> I think it's really dangerous, too, to go out of town, to go out of state, to go to Yeah, it's a risk. To get stupid and to yeah. get drunk and to not know what you're doing. So mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah. So what's your, what else do you have? Is that it? Um, no, family plaques. Oh, man, maybe I shouldn't even talk about this, but... Why? Um, probably because I'm hugely jaded in this area of family. And so, I don't know, maybe it's a bad thing. But uh, when I go to a store, and you know, does every single store have to have a family plaque? No matter what store there is, there's something that says family. It's either printed on a pillow or a plaque or something. And I think with what, probably in the last five years... I've been a little jaded in this area. My eyes were shut and for way too many years and the harm now is irreparable. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not completely irreparable, but I don't think that the the parties who have to want to repair it will ever want it. Yeah. So I just think I found out that there's so much jealousy in family and so much competition in family and that just brings about a lot of pain and it's so, yeah, I'm, I mean, obviously, I love my family. I covet my family, every single member, even the ones that we're no longer speaking to. I truly love them mm-hmm. deep, deep down. But that doesn't, you know, when jealousy creeps in, it definitely causes a lot of pain and it's crippling and deadly for the family. So, right. I don't like seeing the plaques. I don't have one in my house. Um, so, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Kind of sad. So I think the family packs are overrated. Yeah. Even picture frames. I was looking for picture frames the other day to mount on a wall. And yeah. Lots of family. So I had to pass those. It makes me sad. <gasps> it is sad. Yeah. I get it. And your third <laughs> most This one you would never have guessed in a million years. Like even if you'd have gotten a million dollars, you wouldn't have guessed this. Although I think you know it. A kitchen. Oh. And definitely a chef's kitchen. Hell no. If I ever got to build my dream house, and that's very, very unlikely, but if I did, it would not have a kitchen. It sure as heck would not have a chef's kitchen. And people are like, no kitchen? Nope. It would be a nice big room. There would be a nice large table and really comfy chairs and hopefully large windows out to a scenic area, hopefully a pond or something or the ocean. That would be really great. But I would have a nice big walk-in pantry with some countertop in there for the Keurig and the air fryer and maybe a toaster oven. But there would be no stove, no oven. (laughs) Absolutely, I'd have to have a fridge for cold drinks. Um, But, yeah, no, no kitchen. (laughs) It's not going to have no spice rack for Tara. (laughs) Kitchens are way overrated. Yeah, that that does not surprise me about you. (laughs) So what are your top three? My first one is going to college. Oh, yeah. I feel like going to college is so overrated. Yeah. And, and of course, it will depend. For the love of gosh. What is she eating? Hold on a second. Hold on. Sorry. Just so you know, I think it's a fuzzy, like just a little piece of lint that Hallie found, and she's freaking out. It's a piece of wood. Oh, it's a piece of wood. She loves wood. (laughs) She loves to eat everything. And just so you know, Hallie was just rescued from eating that little piece of wood. Yep. Thank you, Chelsea. 
Welcome. Okay, so going to college <laughs> is overrated. I think it is yeah. obviously super expensive. And like these days, more and more people are graduating from college, but people are dumber than they've ever been. <laughs> I mean, I feel like most anyone can skate through without absorbing really any knowledge. And depending on the profession you're going into, of course, yeah. like if you're going to become a brain surgeon, yes, you're going to need to go to college for a long time. You're going to yeah. have to <laughs> yeah. go through all of the, the clinicals, the residency program. Like, yes, you mm-hmm. need to go to school, please. But yeah, I, unless you absolutely know what you want, like you, well, that's the thing. And then most kids who are pressured to go to college at 18 years old, of course, children, <laughs> sorry, adults, young adults, don't know what they want to do for the rest of their lives. Most of Very us rare. just don't. Yeah. And so I think why go and spend this money and expose yourself to all kinds of things that you don't need to be exposed to. I mean, there's the potential yeah. for all kinds of risky behavior, obviously. And you end up with a degree that you probably will not use. You can't afford to get a place of your own after you graduate. No. Um, it's hard to find a job that will pay you well. It's just, it's a lot of debt that you've taken on and for what? Right. Yeah. To kind of start where you would have started if you just graduated high school. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if I have a child, I will not, first of all, I will not pressure them to go to college. I will not even encourage college. I will encourage getting out into the workforce for a while. But when you were in high school, who was encouraging you to go to college? Like the pressure was high. The pressure was high from the school counselors yes. and all of my teachers. Yeah. But it was super intense from the, the counselors there. I mean, it was sophomore year and they're like, you need to start looking into scholarships now. Mm-hmm. It was it was terrible. And I felt like if I didn't, then I didn't care about my future. I would be a failure yeah. for sure. I was mm-hmm. not setting myself up to be a success in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And that's yeah. not true. I say go go out into the workforce and have it, you know, work a couple different jobs. See, maybe you can figure out what you do like. Um, trade school, I think, is a great option. I know that you can be yeah. successful and happy without getting a college degree, whether it be a bachelor's, master's, whatever. I, And it depends on what your definition of success is. But I think if you can be happy with what you're doing and be able to support yourself, whatever that looks like to you, you know, whatever yeah. you need to be comfortable if you can do that, then great. And I don't think you need to have a degree to do that. Now, I know a lot of employers require you to have a degree, but I think that's even becoming less and less now because they're seeing that a degree often doesn't mean anything. They're hiring these people with even these higher level degrees who don't know what they're doing. They have no experience. So experience is often going to outweigh a degree. Of course, again, it depends on the profession, but in my opinion, the pros do not outweigh the cons like no. 90% of the time in, um, in going to college. So I say save your money, go work, explore some different jobs, take time to search your soul. And yeah. also, I know people who are doctors uh, in the mental health field, in the medical field. I know people who are attorneys and who are, th- who are therapists. And it's pretty frightening that that's what they're doing, to be honest with you. (laughs) I think if you have the time and the money, anyone can get any kind of degree. Right. Yeah. On any level. I'm talking master's degree, doctorate. Yeah. Right. Um, Yep. It is scary. Okay. So 
<laughs> my number two is flowers. Flowers are overrated in my opinion. Oh, well, she's 100% wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, I, I'm not great about keeping them alive. I never have been. I'm better these days. They are pretty, but they just die quickly in my care. And like chocolate is, give me chocolate any day. I mean. But you don't have to worry about like when, when you get flowers sent to you. Yeah. You don't have to worry about keeping them alive because you know they're going to die. I mean, they're cut. So yeah, there's no pressure there. There's just beauty. I certainly appreciate flowers more when it's just because or it's a surprise. But if you give me flowers, like, on my birthday, like, ugh, I don't want that. Honestly, I mean, Tony can cheat on me as long as I get flowers. Like, oh, my goodness. All is forgiven. Yeah, right. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but let me tell you. Uh, flowers, I love them I so know. much. They definitely make yeah. you happy. Okay, and my third one is the summer. Summer is overrated. Give me fall and winter days always. Give me rain and give me snow over heat, humid, sunny days. Yeah. It's just, that's just who I am. Yeah, me too. So. I don't, that probably came from me somewhere probably. back in the beginning. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> that's it for most overrated. Uh, that's interesting. Some of those are... <laughs> Next. Okay. What are the goals you're most proud of achieving? Gosh, I think this one was hard for me, but, um, raising two independent, successful, strong, kind children. Oh, thank you. I mean, I truly, I mean, I was, Tony didn't necessarily want to have children. I absolutely wanted to have probably three to five. So Mm -hmm. I was pretty excited about the fact that I got two Mm -hmm. and a girl and a boy. So it worked out pretty mean, pretty two gifts that I'm pretty grateful for. And both of you have a strong sense of spirituality and a devotion to your family. And that spirituality did not come, I mean, a lot of my friends obviously grew up in the church. Me and my siblings did not grow up in a church. Mom, my parents were both spiritual and we saw my dad being baptized. Um, so we, we had a basis but we were all sort of told to figure it out for ourselves. Uh-huh. And I think that's how I raised you and Anthony. And I love it, it that you both did figure it out for yourself. Yeah. And so I have lots of pride in my two kids. I like the adults they are. And I love the adults they are. And they are the true loves of my life. Oh, isn't that nice? That is. Yeah, I did good there. Right. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> Managing Creature Comforts Veterinary Hospital. That oh. was, I wanted to manage... You know, I loved business. I always thought I would be a teacher in a middle school or high school teaching business. And that didn't necessarily work out for me. Mm-hmm. So when I had the opportunity to manage, I grabbed it and I loved it. And I worked really, really hard. And I mm-hmm. was, I loved going to work every single day. In fact, Friday nights would almost be sad because I would not be there for the weekend. And we were open on Saturday and Sundays. Yeah. So I loved it so much until the bitter end. And so once it was sold to corporate, I worked out the last two year transition years and saw that it was time for me to go and I had to go. But that was truly a, it was a big goal and I worked hard towards it. And I thought in the end I did, I thought I did good. You did amazingly well. I mean, it was obvious that you loved what you did and you were so very good at managing people and the business. Yeah. And and so I wasn't necessarily, have not been a teacher, but I think I did mentor and teach. Yeah. yeah. So I think it it helped to satisfy those, 
you know, wantings of being a teacher. And so it was fun and I loved it. I think that's the last one. That's all you have? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Not a lot of pride in my goals. That you've achieved? That I've achieved. Maybe I just haven't achieved enough goals. That's not, okay. (laughs) You need to think more on that one, maybe. (laughs) More time journaling on that. So goals that I'm a proud of, um, proud of achieving, surviving the college years. And it's not necessarily that I'm proud of graduating. I mean, I, I am, I think it's kind of an amazing feat given some of the things I was going through during college, but, it is. but what I most, but honestly back to my <laughs> most overrated, I think anyone can graduate from college. Yeah, but so. to live through it. But to you survive, to live through it. right. But yeah. to survive some of those, those years, cause I mean, you're on your own for the first time. There's so much that you're experiencing on your own. So many firsts. And I, I don't know. It was scary and frustrating times for me, but I'm proud to have yeah gotten through all four years, four and a half. I was, well, I spent some time, I took one semester off at DMAC I came back yeah. home in the yeah. middle of that. So ended up being four and a half years total. But living on my own, campus living, <laughs> figuring out that dang bus system. <laughs> that was like <laughs> impressive for me. And some relationships. I dated someone who was really abusive. So I, I grew up a lot. And so I'm glad that I literally lived, lived through too. those years. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, that was tough. Mm-hmm. And then um, next goal that I'm, I'm proud of proud of achieving is getting my CADC, which is my certified addiction um, and drug counseling license. This like really forced me to open my eyes to what addiction truly is. I was really young and naive when I got my first job out of college and I was counseling women in the area of addiction. Um, It was an inpatient facility and my heart was with those domestic violence survivors. And of course, women who were there were escaping domestic violence. Uh, but the primary reason for this addiction center was well, addiction. So yeah. they really encouraged me to get my license and I did. And I'm, I'm so glad that I did. Um, it was a challenge and I just, I learned a ton. I maintain that license today and it helped me to just open my mind more and gain a better understanding of this disease and how it impacts everyone in some way, shape or form or will most likely, unfortunately. I remember your pride working there. You're so proud of those women. Oh yes. So proud. Mm -hmm. I remember you calling and saying they have lived. Some of them are not that much older than me, but they have lived (laughs) some really horrific stuff. Yeah. 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 And then lastly, buying my house I was oh, single. Yeah. I was single for almost four years, which was an active choice and goal of mine too at the time. Um, but I was truly alone for a good amount of time, and then I bought a, I bought a house, and it was really exciting and scary and hard, but it was awesome because I did it yeah on my own, and I loved my cute little brick, and now I am so glad that it's still in the family and my parents own it now when they were ready to downsize and make a change. So yay. Yeah. I remember when we found that house, I seriously did want it. You wanted it. I know. (laughs) Cutest little thing. Yeah. That was a big deal. I didn't want you to do it. I didn't want you to buy a home and be. You didn't? 
Well, I mean, I did, but I was worried because it's a lot and to yeah. have to be kind of nailed down to this mortgage and, mm-hmm. but no, I, we were all very proud of you when you did that. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Very exciting. All right. Next ways to relax. Um, I think, I mean, I don't really have any, you don't relax. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it takes much for me to relax. Like okay. if I can laugh, um, then pretty much whatever is going on sort of just shakes off. But yeah, I'd like to take a drive. Like if I'm really stressing about something and I can't seem to figure out what I'm doing, sometimes I just need to take a drive. And normally the reason I take a drive is because if I'm home, somebody's home, you know, like mm-hmm. my husband. So like you can't, or my family back in the day. So you couldn't, I couldn't really just get away and be in my own head. Even if I went in the room and shut the door, and that's not, you know, and then everybody knows you went in the room and shut the door. So now they're going to be wondering what's going on. So taking a drive and maybe going to a park or a lake somewhere with water, but just somewhere was quiet. And sometimes it could just be just drive around town. So I could just think in my head and ask myself, what's my long-term goal? What can I do today? Are you on the right track? Maybe it's taking longer than you thought, but mm-hmm. you're moving in that direction. And that would just totally calm me down or kind of go, okay, for the next two weeks, this is, this is all I can do. And so then that would, satisfy me and then I can go back to normalcy Mm -hmm. so I mean taking a drive I think that comes from my dad he's always a big take a drive person yeah uh dinner with my friend Deb she's just a really good friend I've had for more than 40 years yeah we don't see each other for months at a time in fact there were for years for a while we hadn't seen each other but I think most of the people that I love um know that I'm really I kind of suck at communication and keeping in touch but when we do see each other, we, it, it's, I mean, it's immediate. You just go right back to being who you are and talking and, and Deb's one of those people. So no matter how long it is between times that we see each other and we try now to never let two months go before we have a dinner, um, but she doesn't judge. She always listens. She's ridiculously honest with me. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't expect me to take her advice, although she will give it. And we both love to laugh. So it works. So that's always nice. A yeah. good stress reliever. Yes, obviously a day with my granddaughters, man, oh man, that I just love that so much. Yeah. Um, I'd love to come up with a project that takes most of the day to do something we can haul to together, which gets harder and harder to do. The span of their ages is pretty big. Um, but just laughing and talking and being comfortable. I think no matter family, friends, whatever, there's always this little period when you first get together that maybe there's just this little wall that you got to break down so that everybody can just be who they are and laugh and kind of forget and just start talking and saying things that maybe they wouldn't normally say. So I love it with the girls. Once we start a project, whatever it is, it isn't long before they're just talking about their week, their day, their month, and they're just saying things that they wouldn't necessarily say, you know, and you're just laughing and Mm -hmm. it's, it's good. And I definitely want all of our time together to be a memory. So hopefully a loving memory, just full of laughter. So those are my ways to relax and de-stress. Those are good. Those are good. I love that. And you're not a bad communicator. That's ridiculous. Well, I'm just not good at keeping in touch. Like keeping, you're really good at making plans to get people together again. And I'm not really good at that. Mm. So ways that I relax, I like to go on walks which right now that's not happening because it is winter (laughs) 
Um, and taking Chanel on those walks in her stroller yeah, because she loves it she too. Loves it. I also am a big reality TV fan, so sometimes just watching a movie or some reality TV, it's easy to just check out, and it's just kind of mindless, <laughs> but it and works you realize for me. how kind of crazy people are who have tons of who money. Who often have a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> they have the same problems we do. Um, and then for me, like... Um, Meditation or just praying, like both of those. And even sometimes throughout the day, like at work even, if you just stop and say a quick prayer or like give something over to God, seriously, it might just be like a 10 second like word with God and like immediately I just feel like tension kind of dissipate, even if I have to do that many, many times throughout the day. So I need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does help. And then, like, I used to be big into writing or journaling. But right now, honestly, just having talks with you, Mom, and, like, recording them and doing this podcast has kind of been helpful for me to release some anxiety. And yeah. it's just, like, a way to kind of tap into a little bit of my creative side and yeah and so anyway that's been a good thing for me too yeah always talking to you helps me relieve stress yeah oh. okay so what are some bucket list items for you mom oh, gosh I thought this was a hard one too oh um well I remember telling Tony the first time I heard bucket list I thought what the heck is that and this is when you kids were younger and he goes I think it's just stuff you want to do before you die and I go oh gosh I might be done because I think I just wanted to have kids, so <laughs> you might have given me my, my it might be complete now, because yeah. I had Chelsea and Anthony, but then I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to die now, right? <laughs> like, so then you have to think of something. Um, I think when I saw Amelia Island, my whole life changed, Yeah. so that would be my bucket list to share with. Obviously, it was what? important for me to share it with you, and Tony- Your bucket list is to share it with who? Amelia Island, to share it with. The girls. The girls, your nieces. Yeah. Or your granddaughters. Granddaughters, yeah. yeah. Okay. I would love to do that. I mean, obviously, I would love to share it with Anthony and Maria, too. I think it would be so cool if we could all go as a huge family. But always things in my mind are more romantic than things probably would be in real life. That yeah. probably would not be what I'm thinking it would be. Um, but Might ruin Amelia Island for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Amelia Island is just like true, gives me true inner peace. And I definitely want to share that with the girls. Yeah. And the one bucket list item Lexi helped me figure out this week. Retirement, I hope and pray God will give me some time to be retired. Yeah. Like, you know, mom always said her girls didn't marry well. So <laughs> we probably won't get to retire. We'll have to work till the day we die. Um, but <sighs> I hope that's not true. So Yeah, I'm, me too. Yeah, I want to be, you know, not have a job so I can go out to lunch with my grandkids or my great-grandkids or yeah. be at every little... Thing that they have or you know whatever so I'm hoping that I get to retire yeah me too someday and have a long time to just enjoy be that yeah. yeah you deserve that everyone does oh thank you I do <laughs> do you else? hear me God <laughs> do you hear me God <laughs> that's it what you got on your bucket list I'm ready to I want to go on a cruise I want to go oh, on an Alaskan yeah. cruise I want to see whales yeah 
And then I don't really want to leave the country, but I have always, always dreamed of going to Tuscany. Like, I feel like that's and probably an unrealistic goal for me, unfortunately, but, um, my fear is if you go, you'll stay. Yeah. Tuscany and you, I think are one in the same. Probably a good match. Yeah. Yeah. And then I want to have a home by the water. It can be the ocean. Mm -hmm. It can be the lake. It can be like a really nice pond, but like, I want to be able to see the water from a window where I can sit yeah. and look at it. Yeah. That so. would be so great. Mm -hmm. What are the hardest experiences that you are grateful for? Ugh. I, ah, uh. you go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am grateful for my first relationship. It was my first love and Ugh. it was also, um, my abuser and he, it was just a very toxic and scary situation for a little over four years. And he used to tell me that someday I was going to thank him for everything that he had put me through. And, you know, I don't thank him necessarily, but I wouldn't change anything if I could, because I just really think that it made, uh, it made me a better human being. And I think it, um, taught me a lot about self-love and purpose in this life and that strength. I had some, yeah, strength and I, that I had some gifts and, um, compassion for other people, more compassion, um, after getting through those years and that I had some things to offer people on this side of, you know, heaven and that mm -hmm. I should, I should do that. And that was maybe my, my purpose and, you know, helped me to understand maybe why I went through those things. So, and then number two, honestly, my family falling apart in 2019 is something that in a way I'm grateful for. And, um, I won't go into detail about it, but my husband and myself were accused by someone in my family that of some really, and this person who accused me is like someone I was like ridiculously close to and helped raise me. But they accused me and my husband, we were not even engaged at that point, of doing some unthinkable things. And they accused, made these accusations in my home. Um, and I stood up for myself and I stood up for my now husband. And in doing so, I lost an aunt and an uncle and my cousin who was like my sister. And our entire extended family kind of broke apart you know, things yeah. just changed in a big way then. And if I had to go back, I would, I would handle things the way I did exactly the same. Yeah, for sure. I, I would do it the same way over and over again and yeah. have my heart break every single time. And it's always going to be broken. Like that's not going to mend, but I'm thankful. Why I'm grateful is because I had the courage to do the right thing when it was right. the hardest thing. And I'm also grateful to see who these relatives are. And I, I didn't know, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, and, uh, so at least in part, I have a better understanding of who they are. And in part, I have some truth and I am a courageous woman who is going to do the right thing, even when it's incredibly heartbreaking to do so. So, and I think when we talked about how you, when you get married, you become one with that person. I think that showed mm -hmm. Nathan that to stand up for him, you were willing to sacrifice your family. Absolutely. And he told me 
after we got engaged, because we got engaged a month later, mm-hmm. and he said that kind of, like, so, he goes, I already knew, but it really solidified him asking this woman to spend the rest of my life with me yeah. after she stood up for me in that way, Yeah, you know, and yeah. so. Yeah, that was pretty horrific. Yeah. yeah. And then lastly, um, working for a couple of places, um, I alluded, or I mentioned before, working with women in the area of addiction and domestic violence, and then also working in a psychiatric unit. Those two jobs were my most challenging jobs and were in alignment with my heart and my passion and my, I believe my purpose in this life. So like, I am so grateful for those experiences and I met the most inspiring people and, um, you know, walked alongside them through some trauma and experienced some trauma myself while working with these folks. And, um, yeah, they were the most unsafe, terrifying <laughs> places. And so scary. I, you know, went through some really hard times, but I loved advocating for people and helping them in any way I could, even if it was a super small way or just listening, providing stepping stones for them. And I do think that I made a difference. They made more of a difference in my life for sure. But I do think that I, you know, was helping and, um, you know, what I'm most proud of too during those times was that people that I worked alongside, like, um, coworkers, Mm -hmm. they would make the job hard and they would make our clients' lives harder than they needed to be sometimes, uh, for whatever reason. And, that surprised me more than anything. And I fought up against that in a big way. I, I advocated for what was right and for the people that we were there, we were there to help. And that meant going up against some people who were really high up the food chain. Like, (laughs) and I did that. And I'm looking back, I'm really proud of just fighting for people and doing my job to the best of the ability, even if it meant I was not well, liked again I was going to do the right thing so and it's amazing how many people don't truly know you and judge you but you have helped people who are people judge as being unhelpable or not worthy of help mm-hmm. and we might even yeah. say that too of them no, I, however I mean, they were there asking for it and you were damn well going to your hope is always that they'll get better and they'll do better and they'll be better. Yeah. And that was, you know, the last place that I worked at a psychiatric unit, you would hear (sighs) counselors. I was a social worker and other social workers, even doctors saying these people are untreatable. There is no hope for them. Mm -hmm. And that killed me. And I would, I would argue against that every single time. Our job is to, you know, give these people all the options, all of the tools, just like with any other any other patient, person, client, whatever that comes through our doors and they get to decide what they do with those tools. And if they don't use them and they need our help again tomorrow in a year in five years, every month for the next two years, we do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. That's our job. So anyways, those are mine. You ready now? Yeah. Um, being with my mom when she passed. Yeah. So hard. That was really hard for sure. I was there with you, with you too, with her. Yeah. Grateful that we were there and she absolutely, I have no doubt that she knew we were there with her because once all of her kids got there was when she was finally able to let go. And so 
yeah, that was really yeah. awful. Awful and grateful to be to be there for yeah. sure. And she gives us signs every day that she's around. That's yeah, good. she does. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, watching Anthony become a father just out of high school. My brother. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was definitely a hard sp- experience. And oh my gosh, up until he had Italia, like I think we were constantly wanting to help him and yeah figure we wanted to figure out how he was going to handle this and mm-hmm. uh, me and Tony especially and mm-hmm. but he kept you know he did his own thing he was definitely headstrong still is and <laughs> yeah. um he fought for her from the moment she was born and in the end got custody of her and you know just i mean he had to search for attorneys and he had to go through uh, court hearings and work you know he didn't there was no choice of college you know he did it though like he just kept working and I can't say that it was fun I can't say that he handled it perfectly but I think he kept, he did the best that he absolutely could and in, and he was constantly fighting for Italia his oldest mm-hmm. and I think we uh here this is the year where she's graduating high school like yeah. oh my gosh I know. It's and she is this mature young woman who is trying to figure out her next step in life and mm-hmm. so and like with my brother anthony you know he's someone who didn't get a degree no. but he is and again success is not based on how much money you're making but i will say that he does very well. Like his yeah. wife, she did not start working until this past year. Yep. And you know they have four daughters, and they've built you know an amazing home. Oh, and yeah. like he has done very well for himself. Um, and yeah, no and no schooling there. Yeah, no, yeah, no college education. Definitely not necessarily the path that he probably would have dreamed of. No, but it has provided well for his family, which is very important to him. And so, yeah, so I'm proud of him. It was probably the hardest experience I think our little family uh, went through and probably the one we're all most grateful for. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's that's it mm-hmm. for me. Those were the two hardest experiences of my life. Definitely watching you go through college. Yeah. And that first relationship. Yeah. Uh, after college, like just praying every day you were going to live through it and you did. Yeah. Yes, I did. And back to like my those jobs that I'm most grateful for, even mm-hmm. though they were so challenging. Yeah. I just wanted to like add that all those people that I was lucky enough to work alongside and help in some way, like it could be me. You know what I mean? That was the thing. Yeah. And that's what always bothered me too when you would have coworkers who were so judgmental. Oh yeah. Other people because it was like we were no different than the people that we right. were helping. Could be any of us. One one poor choice or one traumatic event in anyone's lives and we could be in their shoes. Right. I just didn't <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that was always really like if I had to be at the hospital, if I had to go to treatment, mm-hmm. I would want someone to want to help me and not judge me and see right. me for who I was. Mm-hmm. So and see me as a person who, you know, we're all flawed and we're all capable of making mistakes and we all deserve help and support. And so anyway. Yeah, um, that's exactly right. So goals for 2023. I want to be healthier. I think that's what we all talk about. Healthier, yeah. via weight loss, 
a healthy diet, exercise. Um, I just need to work hard at keeping this MS from advancing, you know, so that, and that includes all of that, you know, like healthy exercise also helps your brain. You know, I definitely don't want to deal with what my mom dealt with. Yeah. So, you know, and I, but exercise and MS doesn't necessarily match. (sighs) However, like I'm looking at getting a bike. So, you know, you're not on your feet, you're sitting down and uh, making a room or an area where you can look outside and see. So it's just coming up with a diet that fits my lifestyle and exercise and just try to be a little healthier Mm -hmm. so that 23 won't be my last year (laughs) (laughs) and definitely a closer walk with God. So I Mm -hmm. bought a prayer journal recently. Mm -hmm. um, So I'm really excited about kind of getting started with that. I've always wanted to read the Bible, but it's pretty uh, big. So (laughs) not sure exactly how to get started with that, but I think it's, a project that I kind of want to figure out. Well, and if you don't want to, well, you can do, there's an, there's an, uh, podcast where and I've, I haven't gotten all the way through it, yeah. but, um, he takes you through the Bible in a year. Oh, cool. I'll have priest. to, yeah, you'll have to hook me up with that. Okay. And I want to this year prepare for my fifth grandchild who will be arriving in 2024. <laughs> yes. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. He or she will be. I hope it's twins. I really kind of think my mom was a twin and I just feel like our family, I felt like I was always going to have one. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be you having. Yeah. That would be like me having them. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so my, my biggest goal, of course, is to conceive a child, maybe yeah. twins. Um, and have a baby, yep, in 2024. So we're doing everything in our power to make that happen. And then also I just want to continue to make peace a priority, you know, keep keep stress yeah. down um, and keep podcasting with mom because it's just fun. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. Okay, those are all of our categories. Okay, our quote for today was by Beth Elkosai. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but pretty close. If at first you don't succeed, then probably skydiving shouldn't be on your bucket list. (laughs) We posted some questions on our Instagram page, which is Naked Truth Tellers. If you want to give us a follow, we just wanted to share some of the responses that we got. So in response to how do you release anxiety, tension, or stress, one person shared that they do a lot of talking about their issues. Someone else shared that they spend time reading the Bible and praying. Um, We had another listener share that she watches movies, sits outside, eats, reads. We had another uh, person share that they um, get involved with their hobbies, they work out, and they cook. We also asked what you think is overrated. One person said Taylor Swift, and I quote, I literally don't understand. (laughs) I kind of have to agree with that one. Let's see, someone else shared um, a college degree is overrated. Huge houses, Amazon, celebrities, Target is overrated. Doodle and Poodle mixes are overrated. (laughs) 
Uh, we had someone else share that they feel buying new vehicles is overrated. So those are just a few responses. Wanted to share your guys's truths and please know that we love your feedback. So if you have any questions, comments on an episode, send them our way. And doing that through our Instagram page is the best way to communicate with us. You can send a direct message. You can post a comment under one of our posts and we will do our best to answer those either directly or maybe even while we are recording an episode. And if you have any ideas for topics of episodes, you can share those on our Instagram page or through sending a direct message as well. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining mom and I for our chat today and our top three. If you'd like to give us a follow on Instagram, we are at Naked Truth Tellers. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we would super appreciate you leaving a rating and or a review if you would like. Otherwise, just the fact that you're listening is awesome. Next time, we will have a guest, my friend Kayla, former co-worker, former employee of mom's, <laughs> yeah. a good friend of ours, will be joining us to talk about therapy. So it should be a good one. So good. Yes. Yeah, so until then, stay true to you. Bye. Bye.